0: Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Perrault and Joey Capone. We are back. We are back. I am Steve Perrault. That is Joey Capone. Joey. We're podcast veterans at this point, dude. We got one under our belt. I think, I, let's just take a break, right? Let's take a couple weeks off. Yeah, I think I think, I think this podcast
1: thing's in the bag, dude. If we want to do any more of them, yeah. I think that's kind of in our court.
0: We should do this one, maybe opening, I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll get back to you. It's nice, man. I got to say, it's nice to be back. I really missed doing podcasts. I missed talking about the Red Sox. And I missed it in this format. I think that's the most important part like I I really really missed this format of talking about the team Radio's great don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong but it's it's not the same as doing it this way like it really is nice uh, especially the way that you know the momentum we got with Cora and coming off episode one team looks good the vibes are nice right now Mm -hmm. heading into a Sox Yankees Mm -hmm. opening day maybe Uh, so things are just buzzing right now
1: Joey how you feeling I'm feeling good, man. A crazy, crazy positive reception to the first episode. Uh, yes. A huge thank you to all the listeners who had nice things to say and also shared the episode, shared mm-hmm. their own screen recordings of uh, snippets of the episode. Um, I don't want to thank uh, the one listener who tagged Emerson Latzia in the story about how I... in. Uh, embarrassed myself in front of Emerson Lotzia at the airport. I don't super appreciate that. <laughs> Although Emerson is a cool enough dude, where he like didn't uh, didn't take it all too awkwardly. But oh man, I was out and about when I got that notification that he got tagged, and I I don't think I've had like a real embarrassing feeling like that since like high school. Like my my ears got hot and like my, I got short of breath a little bit. I was like, oh no. <laughs>
0: here's here's
1: the thing, Joey.
0: I will tell you this. Funnily enough, I don't know if funnily is a word. We're going with it. There would be many a time on on the old socks pod I used to do, on the old socks pod, where I kind of forget that people listened, where I'm like, there's a lot of people tuning in, and you just kind of say stuff. And then at Fenway, someone would bring it up, and I'm like, where'd you hear that? Like, who... Who told you that? It's like, like dude, you did, man. You said it on the show, you idiot. Like, what do you think I heard it? So that's something that I think takes a little getting used to. Of like, oh right, like we talked about it on the show, and this is like publicly accessible. And people hear. So it. That's how yeah. they know. Yeah, mm-hmm. people
1: can hear this stuff. But another the, reception the first episode one was really people good. Are really talking about that? I've talked about on this show is like, oh, he's awkward. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good first impression to have with I the think people.
0: the Joey reviews were high. I think a lot of people were very excited about what you brought to the table. Uh, P-Center backfired in my face. I did not know <laughs> that yeah. people would love P-Center as much as they did, um, and they love it, Joey.
1: Yeah, and so that that's a perfect lead-in. Uh, today, uh, we're interviewing the owner and founder of P-Center Barbershop. Um, no, Christian we, we, Arroyo. We, <laughs> Christian Arroyo, yeah cool little side gig he's got going over there no but Peace center took off man and that's great that's the first of i hope many things that on this show you're like joey what are you doing and then the people have my back that seems like what they're gonna do this year is just have my back
0: the only th- oh, first off uh, let's just not you know universally have joey's back he now now he's just gonna say add a line stuff we we need to at least bring logic into this if joey uh, first off I can't believe this many people are down for the Peace Center barbershop stuff. I thought. Dude, you it's know called p Center. Dude, I know. You know how confident I felt in that take of like, this is bizarre that this is the first Joey tweet after he got his <laughs> follower count tripled, uh, which it still was bizarre. But everyone's like, no, we need more Peace Center. So, Joey, if you go there again, whatever. Just let us know and, and we'll have an update there. But we got to jump into some storylines, all let's right? Get, yeah, the let's reaction get to it. To episode get to. one was great. We got to keep it going on episode two. First things first, and this is to the one person uh, that was super upset that we didn't talk about spring training storylines in episode one. Relax, bud. That's all I got to tell you. It's get give us time. All right. Mm-hmm. We had a lot to catch up on in episode one, how we got here the whole off season. looking forward to the season a little bit. We'll talk about spring training. Okay. I know that really gets everyone all pumped up. We have some spring training takeaways here. First off, Joey, I'm going to jump right into it. Hit it. Rafael Devers. Yep. Rafael Devers is on another planet right now. All right, this guy is playing at an extremely high level and I just want that for that reason alone, I want the season to start right now. <laughs> I want I want opening day like yesterday. Like that I I don't really normally focus this much on a spring training home run, a spring training play. Let's be honest, the spring training anything. That mm-hmm. homer he had in the Braves game on Sunday was insane
1: dude it looked that like he's been playing cricket in the offseason that was that's like mid shin like low mid-shin. shin that's an, maybe that's an even lower shot
0: i was gonna say that was more of an ankle shot the crazy thing with rafael devers and this is what i've grown to love about him it's what not a lot of guys can do vladdy comes to mind vladdy senior um he has this ability to just locate the barrel of the bat exactly where it needs to be. He he can mm. meet that thing with the ball with precision that very few players can. And Joey, I got to say, I can't remember a Red Sox player where it looks like a fly out more than it does with Raffy when it's gone. Like there are so many balls that he hits, whether it's the lean back that he does or just kind of like looking at it funny <laughs> where it's like, oh, okay, that's going to be caught. And It's like way over the monster or it's in the third row of the monster seats or it's, you know, midway in the bleachers. It's like, how does this guy do it? The hands, Joey, it's Mm -hmm. obviously he's got tree trunks for legs. Mm -hmm. That helps. Uh, He's got a huge base. That helps. But the hands, the bat speed is just insane. Like I'm watching that spring training game today and you just want to be aware if anything big happens, right? You don't want to miss any big storylines. And right when he made contact, first off, I'm like, why are you swinging? That ball, the catcher was setting up to get that ball in the dirt. Yeah, it's like, on what two are you swinging hops. at? It's on, like, two hops. Right when he hits it, I, I audibly, sit just sitting there by myself, I'm like, is that gone? Because, like, it, it was insane that he swung, but it was like, wait a second. Not only did he just make great contact on a ball that was, like, in the dirt, you kind of just know with him that it's probably gone, which is insane. Like the replays really did it justice. The side angle, everything of like, yeah, he just flicked that thing off the ground, deep over the right field wall. It was insane. He
1: hits whatever the opposite of no doubters. He doubters, I guess. He hits doubters. (laughs) He does ones that like, and I think he thinks so too. Like you can tell with the amount of time it takes to cut from the center field behind the pitcher angle to the high home plate, like follow the ball angle. You can tell like when there's a longer pause there. It almost feels like the broadcast is saying like, "Oh yeah, we'll get to it." Yeah, we'll we'll get this fly out for you rather than that instant cut that we get like with a no doubt home run. Like nobody, nobody in a in a truck in a booth, even in the batter's box is like sure that that thing is going. I'm telling you,
0: Raphael Devers has gotten Dave O'Brien many a time. Oh yeah. He he has tricked Dave many a time mm-hmm. because and I can't even blame him because the way that he hits the ball is just insane he's got ridiculous power Mm. but when it's just kind of hard to it doesn't translate as much on the telecast to your point that home plate cam sticks on him for about a second that's normal right second Mm. second and a half and in that time your brain's thinking is it gone is it not and then sure enough when you show the outfielder just standing there looking at it you're like that's absolutely a home run but devers does this thing where and today i think it was a little bit uh you know it made sense considering how the home run happened it was a golf swing. It was very much a golf swing. That that was the seven iron, clearing that thing out. And mm-hmm. he also does, like, the golf look where I've done this many a time, just praying that it'll stay in the fairway or mm-hmm. even the rough, oh, like where you hit the, it and you're, leans? like, giving it that, yeah, you're giving it that, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know if that, but Raffy does it all the time, mm-hmm. and I think he knows, he knows it's gone.
1: I Did think he's see... more like,
0: is it going to stay fair?
1: Did you see that he was asked if he had ever golfed?
0: Yeah, apparently he said no, but he has mini golf.
1: He said he, he said he mini golfed once.
0: Yeah, so that <laughs> love to see that answer. That's yeah. the stuff. Shout out to Alex Spear. Alex <laughs> Spear gives you stats and he lets you know if Rafael Devers has golfed before. Um, but no, I, I thought that that was that home run was insane. I haven't uh-huh. really seen one like that in a long time, and that's what Devers does, man. He, he finds a different way to hit a ding dong like mm-hmm. every other game. And I just love watching him. Just my God, what what a talent. What do you got for a spring training takeaway?
1: Oh, I was gonna say in that same game, you want to talk about doubted home runs. Uh Jackie fooled us too. Jackie's been yep. looking quite all right, even when he's um, not necessarily getting on base, he's getting down on the ball. You like to see that. It, you know, you have to change some expectations a little bit. You know what I mean? We're not we're not looking at Raphael Devers, we're looking at Jackie Bradley Jr., but um, to have some positive takeaways from him has been um, has been something. But there's one guy in particular. When you talk about outfielders in spring training who has rocked Red Sox Nation. Do you know who I'm talking about, Steve?
0: i'm talking about Fitzy?
1: I'm talking about Ryan Fitzgerald. <laughs> A guy who you Uke's and I... favorite player. Who's? Uke you y experiment fits you Fi <laughs> He goes,
0: you go like i when I think you played that because we were obviously at spring training when the like early games were starting, mm-hmm. the first like, you know, games of spring. And so we weren't we weren't, you know, we're there. We're not hearing the broadcast. and i'm I'm getting some tweets being like, oh, Uke's doing well, Uke's fitting in. And I think you played me the audio of him on the fitzy homer and i was like that's not Yuke. that doesn't say like, Fitzy. 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 <laughs> we should we should play that let's 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 play we'll it we'll drop let's it, play in it here. right here he really only needs oh. five fitzy. letters in his name fitzy. Fitzy.
1: so i'm gonna give you a chance to take some guesses here steve i hope you haven't been looking at ryan fitzgerald's spring training numbers have you been studying uh no no okay in he had twenty plate appearances this spring training. Do you want to guess what he's batting? Uh
0: three hundred? Three thirteen.
1: Okay. Uh four homers and a fifteen thirteen OPS. That's that's very very it's eleven impressive. games. It's eleven games, it's twenty plate appearances. But uh you, you understand where the hype is coming from a little bit. I think one homer away. From Red Sox Twitter and Red Sox Nation, really petitioning to get him on the opening day roster.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I would agree with you if he hadn't already been optioned to minor league camp.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he was he was one. He was okay. He, that's in what the I'm past. saying like he was like one homer, one big moment, one whatever okay. away from like people really going nuts and really pushing for him to to stick around and and not get optioned. Uh, But it's so hard for these guys, right? It's so hard. If you're in that position,
0: I don't even know what you got to do to make the roster, man. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not one of the top Red Sox uh, (laughs) broadcast, I just did (laughs) prospects and broadcasters. If you're not one of the top Red Sox broadcasters, you're not going to make the team. All right. That's just kind of how it works. No, if you're not one of the top prospects, then it's really, I feel like you could hit 600 and doesn't really matter. I mean, look at Franchi. Mm-hmm. Franchi's hitting 478 in 13 games this spring. Mm-hmm. He's obviously going to be in Worcester. He's not going to be on the team. Yeah. So, like, it, 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 it leaves questioning, what what you questioning what do you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Granted, and, and I'll just get to my Franchi point right now. <laughs> I love that Franchi Cordero exists within this organization. Now, anyone that here heard me talk about this guy last year is probably saying, "What are you? What are you mentioning, Steve? What are you talking about? You're losing your mind." No, I want Franchi to be. The Wonder of Worcester Part 2. I want him to be the guy with the Woo Sox that as the Red Sox are having a great year, right? As things are going well, they're in a division hunt. Mm -hmm. I love that the Woo Sox exist for many a reason. We know a lot of people that work there. They got a lot of great humans uh, that are part of that organization. And Mm -hmm. it's obviously nice that they're in the new park, Polar Park and all that. We'll probably do a show from there or try to get some content there this season. But I just love, I love the storylines that are happening over there while you have the MLB storylines going on. And Franchi being a guy that's just hitting bombs off of these like <laughs> these other prospects around around that division, around that league, mm-hmm. I love that that's going on while the Sox could be dominating. That seems like a nice little, oh, by the way, Franchi's hitting 500 in Worcester, and he's got like 30 homers. I'm down for that.
1: I have another dark horse for that uh, spot that you're talking about, that yeah, wonder of Worcester uh Prestigious spot. Hmm. And I'm going to say that's Jonathan Arauz. Arauz. The okay. Uzi. The yeah, Uzi, Uzi as his Wikipedia roster. would tell you his nickname is. I don't know why we're not calling him Uzi. Yeah, Uzi uh,
0: seems to me. And he's kind of little, too. He should just be little Uzi.
1: Yeah, Uzi is so much cooler than the ooze Yeah. I don't and they know. spell Wait, it O O Z E. Like
0: flubber who said the ooze who said that
1: i think it's on his baseball reference i forget where i saw
0: it oh don't joey don't get me started on what they put on the baseball (laughs) reference page they put some of the weirdest nicknames ever on the baseball reference page so yeah i think they just let anybody
1: i think they just let anybody edit that stuff no it was somewhere else man i i couldn't tell you where but i saw the ooze next to his name uh it's wikipedia the ooze
0: Okay, Wikipedia and Baseball Reference maybe not the best. I, I mean, Baseball <laughs> Reference is the greatest site of all time. But mm-hmm. when it comes to nicknames, they got some weird ones, man. It, they, they, I don't know who's telling them the nickname stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, what else did you see in spring training? What else jumped out?
1: Okay, one more thing about Aruz. Well, two, two more things. Oh, well, about we're Aruz. not done with we're not Jonathan we're Aruz not done with the yet. Uzi yet. We're not done with <laughs> <the> Uzi <laughs> yet. The first thing's a nothing thing. First of all, he's from Panama, and the I found out that the adjective for someone from Panama is a Panamanian. That's I like sick. That. So that's yeah. Just call him the
0: Panamanian. That sounds like a great nickname.
1: <laughs> so Chuck went up to Uzi. Panamanian is sick, <laughs> and I think this spring training is the first time where I saw Arau step into the box and said like, "Oh damn!" Like I'm with you, dude. Like I'm like, let's go, okay? Like, like I set up a little bit and was like, I'm going to pay attention here and, and really, really uh, put in my my attention and my effort here because he definitely was uh, a guy who over the past you know, what two seasons has just. Showing up when needed, filled the spot, whatever. Middle mm. of the season guy. He's 23 years old. I don't know why yeah, I assumed young. that he had been around for a little bit longer, and he was like, "This is what he was going to be." He could very well be a guy who we see more of uh, down the line a little bit. I'd uh, I, my my hopes are up for Arauz. I'll say that. Here's
0: one thing I got on Jonathan Arauz. I don't think I've been most surprised by a home run in my life. <laughs> Than I was by Jonathan Arauz's, as as Will Fle- I love how Will Fleming pronounces his name, Jonathan Arauz, like he really gets into it. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Arauz hit a three-run bomb in Cleveland. Uh, I forget what the score situation was. I think they were down two or something. It was in like the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Socks were really kind of struggling at that point. I believe Xander was on the COVID list. That seemed to be the low point of that season. And you had Arauz filling in and really relied on him too much at that point but you didn't have an option and he hits one of the most surprising home runs I've ever seen in my life Red Sox win that game I think they go on to win that series or at least get a little momentum coming out of that mm-hmm. I, so he's got that he'll always have that moment but to your yeah. point Joey if you asked me right now to say how old is Jonathan Aura who's I, yeah, <laughs> I would have said 28 that's what I was thinking too I was like
1: oh he's yeah. cool like they, there's no hype or excitement around his you know when is his coming out party you know
0: Yeah. And I think part
1: of that is a testament to how deep the farm system is. You know what I mean? That like there is like five or six guys to get legitimately excited about, you know, that being long term faces here. That somebody who has gotten major league time and had big major league moments, like that three run homer in Cleveland, who's twenty three years old, and we're like, Yeah, 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 yeah. He's our yeah, he's here. Like that's somebody worth getting stoked about.
0: That's our guy. Yeah, no, I, I like that Arauz is on the team or is at least within, you know, in the organization. You need those guys. Those are the depth guys that you're just not going to survive a 162-game season if you don't have them. Haim knows that. He loves those utility dudes uh, that also aren't, like, super me, me, me. Like, Arauz comes up here. He knows what his role is. He's not trying to, you know, take over as as a starter or anything like that. He understands he's probably going to be doing the back-and-forth thing, which is fine, Um but, no, he's he's actually been an important part, in, considering the role that that he plays. One other thing very intrigued about is the closer situation, uh, Joey. I, it's it's interesting. I think it's something that people aren't really talking about that much. I know personally I would love to see Maddie Barnes, Maddie Backpacks, just have that role and be able to find his groove again. But Cora said today, interesting lines from Cora. We're actually kind of eye-opening, saying uh, his mechanics are just straight up off right now. That was from AC, I believe, talking to Spears, saying his velocity's down and that he needs a tighter rotation. He compared it to a figure skater, which I thought was interesting. Where mm-hmm. if you're going to do a bunch of twirls, of course I know figure skating very well. Right. Yeah, you're I'm so glad he twirls, put it in those
1: terms so we could yeah, understand. Yeah, because
0: I was like, this is my I do this. If you're doing a bunch of twirls, Joey, when yeah, you're figure skating, they mm-hmm. got to be tight, right? It's got to be know. like, and then like, I tight. know. And if if it's if you're like if you if the leg's flying out, you're gonna be slower. You're not gonna mm-hmm. do as many twirls. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's going on with Matty Barnes. Apparently, at least again, I'm going off what AC is saying because he's there, he's seeing it front up close and personal. And he's kind of his mechanics are all over the place, legs flying out, the velocity is down, and we might have a situation here, Joey. And I, I for everyone's sake, obviously Barnes and and everyone else included. You don't want to have a closer situation. You don't want the word situation right. tagged on the end of closer. And obviously, second half of the year last year, Sox had to find ways to grind through that. Playoffs, they, they had to find ways to grind through that. Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock. What are we you saying Whitlock. about Garrett Whitlock? was a guy that
1: helped out. Garrett Whitlock. Cool guy, I've heard. Yeah. Um, so, Garrett Whitlock. Yeah, he got. A, he got. Garrett Whitlock there. got a lot of reps, and in, in that he did spot. get a lot of reps. And he's also I getting don't a lot. Want of talk. Him to be the closer. He's also getting a lot of talk right now about being the closer, being the I day one closer. Can't do it. I, no. I, I would
0: be so anti that he's too valuable, and and Cora knows that mm-hmm. he's too valuable. You're going to try to get Whitlock more than 70 innings again this year. He was 73 last year. Mm-hmm. You need to use him in those critical situations in the sixth, seventh, eighth innings. Uh, maybe the fifth. Yeah, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. think Garrett seriously means it when he says like, "I'll take the ball whenever, I'll pitch whenever." Some guys say it. I think he means it. I mean, mm-hmm. I won't, I won't tease something that happened, <laughs> but I heard, I might have heard an interesting soundbite from Garrett Whitlock that maybe you guys are going to hear soon, uh, talking about when he, you know, his mentality on the mound.
1: It was very mm. interesting. That's that southern boy mentality, that like farmhand, good old boy mentality of hell yeah, like any way I can help, I'm happy to help out, ma'am. It's almost like he tips his hat when he, when he gets the call, you know, like happy to help, happy 100%. to be here. You definitely feel that it, it's it's legit uh, that he means it, and I I totally agree with you. Uh, I mean, I understand the compulsion to be like, oh, he's really good, so put him in the high pressure situations. You know what I mean, yeah. but there's more high pressure situations than just saves. So uh, we're on the same we're on the same train there. Um, one thing I did want to say, oh AC, dude, AC's been given some very colorful answers. Yeah. Do you feel that like way? That. Like colorful. he's been very like honest.
0: That. He's been extremely honest. I, I think Core has yeah. always been honest. I think now he is. Let's be honest. Last year, you know, he's coming off of the suspension. It's a very, you know, get reacquainted kind of season. And I Mm -hmm. think as the months went on, I remember him telling us in the interview we had before last season, like, I expect to get booed. You know, I I think people are going to kind of be all over me. I got to be ready for that. I'm like, "Ah, no, I I never Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be like that. I mean, the Astros thing is a whole, that's a whole nother situation. And and I know Carlos Beltran talked about it uh, yesterday, but I, I really, I think he viewed last season as one where he was going to be getting destroyed on all these road trips. And that's just not what happened. People have respect for Alex Cora. Obviously, if you're a Yankee fan or if you're somebody that is super anti what happened, understandable. I get it. They Some will say they paid the price. Some will say they didn't. Cora missed an entire year. He was out an entire year. He kind of had to, you know, take that embarrassment as he did, as he's talked about. And now he's back. And I feel like he's as comfortable as he's ever been in this position. And he understands. It, you know, it takes a lot to to get that off your chest and to talk about it. He addressed it a lot. But now this season, it's not even a topic. I didn't even think about bringing it up, in all honesty, in our interview right. because no, we're so no, past no, no, no. it. Yeah. It's, such a, it's such a thing of the past. It, it doesn't even really matter at this point. Um, yeah. And I so, yeah, I, I think that's
1: why. To speak for him here, to try to get inside his head a little bit, you got to assume that like the mentality a little bit is, okay, I... I served my time for this and I was still given another shot by the socks. So it seems like I have, I have like a, a decent leash or these guys really trust me. So I'm not going to get in trouble or reprimanded for like being too honest with the media, you know, saying no. what I really think. Cause that's what I get the feeling a lot in sports in general, that press conferences with coaches, especially if they're new are just mm. bland and boring because of this fear of ownership or, or, or management, uh, to just stay in line and, and give the, the PC answers. I think AC realizes like, oh, they they trust me here. I'm I'm going to roll with it then. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you that Matt Barnes's mechanics are off. I'm going to tell you that Darwin's in just isn't consistent enough to get a spot right now. I'm just going to say it. And that's yeah. awesome. It's, it's so nice to like see a press conference where a guy is asked a question and he gives a legit answer.
0: And let's be honest, there's layers to that, right? Where mm. Core is not somebody, I, I've never looked at him as somebody that calls out his players. I don't think he calls them out just, just for the sake of doing it. I think he's honest. I think there's a big difference between calling out a dude and just being honest about the current status of a dude. Like yeah. that, those are way different. And so I think he's really good at giving the hard feedback to guys when they need it. I mean, take Erod, for example. He would get on Erod's ass yeah. and he would let him have it because they're tight. There was that relationship there. There was that bond there, the understanding that when you do well, I'm going to praise you. When you do poorly, I'm going to be on you. And Mm -hmm. I think setting that precedent is very important. And being honest about things is very important. But AC is, he understands when to push the right buttons. He understands when to say certain things. He has eyes everywhere, by the way. Like, dude knows Mm -hmm. what everyone's doing on Twitter. He's probably following Red Sox stats like we all are. Uh He's, he's got eyes everywhere. He understands how to go about the day-to-day of being the manager of the Boston Red Sox, which can't be easy. That has to be a taxing process. But um, yeah. my last thing, Joey, real quick, last mm-hmm. thing on spring training observations before we get into a phenomenal interview with one Christian Arroyo, who I think is in the running for my favorite human on the team, my favorite Red Sox human. Fair uh, I yeah, yeah, that's love a good the pick. dude. I think he's great, and he's also a kicks guy, so that's great as well. We'll talk about that in this upcoming interview. Uh, my last thing here is Xander Bogarts. Had an interview with Rob Bradford. Shout out to Bradfo. That is on the Bradfo Show. Check that out. Interesting interview, I would say. He, Xander was very candid. Really? He was very candid. I haven't heard it. When we get Xander, I, I would hope to get this version of Xander when we get a bogey interview this season. But he's talking about the contract. He's talking about, you know, being the captain, not being the captain, some behind-the-scenes stuff of of 2013. And one of the most important things that happened in that interview, Rob, Rob will always do stuff that when Rob has an idea, you can't get him off of it. And he started the interview with playing a, a, a caller to WEEI. I'm blanking on her name, but she would call in when we were doing our show last year. Very passionate lady, uh, loves the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I, I would go as far as to say definitely a homer for the team, which is fine. So am I. Mm-hmm. And... Rob decided to play that clip for Xander, and it was really like, "Oh, we can't act like this guy's not super valuable. I think he's still underrated. You know, let's let's give some. Let's not forget about Xander and what he's done for this team and how much he means and how much he hopefully means to the future. And it's an interesting thing to play the clip for Xander because it's like that could be a little awkward. I think he handled right. it well, uh, mm-hmm. Xander. But it reminded me that, and I'm just basing this off the tone of Xander's voice." We need to—we, me, you, Joey, everyone listening, we need to support Xander so much this year. Like, I I want to see—and again, I got a couple of options for what we can do. All right? (laughs) We're just—I want people to have Xander signs. All right? I want people at the park with, hey, Xander, you're great. All right? I want people with, Xander, you're great signs.
1: Are you telling people that maybe they have the power to try to keep Xander around? The, like, Joey, what I'm
0: saying, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that all this guy has been answering is contract questions, Trevor story questions. Oh, your defense isn't that great. There's been a lot of here's what you're not great at. Instead of wait a second, you've been that dude. You were that dude early on, yeah. and you're the face of the franchise. You, you can make an argument. Xander Bogarts is the face of Boston sports, and. I don't, I'm just, again, I'm basing this off the tone of his voice, off of how he's answered all this stuff, body language, everyone listening, whether it's giving Xander a bunch of thumbs ups, because we know that's going to make the difference, (laughs) I want signs, I want love you Xander, hey Xander, y'all bogey, love you bogey, do everything in your power to make this man feel loved, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, make this feel like home, so that it becomes home, or it stays home
0: yes it's about having this stay his home Mm. i because for a split second and i got to admit this joy we're honest on this podcast this was the first time where i was like wait what would life be like without xander bogart's on the red Sox?" and my brain exploded it's like i went into the upside down and stranger things i was like get me out of here i I, how did i end up here i I gotta be gone i gotta be back in the normal world i I don't want that
1: i just pictured a jersey swap in my head and i no. No, I don't like that no. one bit. I don't like that one bit. We've talked a Joey, little bit no. before. Oh, no. We've talked. Oh. That's a haunted oh, no. No, from you. Joey. No. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about <laughs> what it takes to be uh like get your number retired. It's like yes. would it look weird on another guy? I think is is a guy. I don't know what the what the status to apply is, but picturing a guy in another jersey, what what status does that get you? Is that yeah, hometown hero? What is the what is the phrase? I don't I don't know, but there's a feeling that I get when I picture Xander Bogarts in another jersey that I I do not enjoy, Steve. It would make me want to
0: puke. So again, yep. bring signs this year. What should the sign say? Xander, you're great.
1: Um, Hey Xander,
0: <laughs> it's got to be more than that. That side sucks.
1: <laughs> hey Xander, and then you turn it around and It says, "Let's go, Xander."
0: That, well, that I think we I can think we can do better. That's not right. terrible, but like, that's I, my I guess well, that's Nate, my sign. No, that's fine, Nate. I know you're listening. Would love a graphic about this. Just the, a Sox fan holding up a sign that says, "Xander, you're great." Maybe we do that. Maybe we look at at what. Nate does, and then if it looks right, we'll encourage people to make those signs for mm-hmm. the regular season.
1: What about just a bunch so, of X signs? Easy enough. Big red Xs. But that
0: doesn't—if I see a bunch of Xs, I'm not like, oh, they love me. I'm like, they just know who I am. Like, I, I want it I want it to be positive <laughs> well, reinforcement. Why
1: else would they be holding up a sign of no, his I know, nickname? That's fair. If
0: <laughs> Again, all I'm asking for is a bunch of Xander signs this year, uh-huh. all right? Just a bunch of them, a- and have them everywhere. we got to get back into the sign game. You know how excited I used to get? When we'd like request signs, and someone would have the sign like for the next series. Signs are so cool, us, so cool. From a distance, they're so cool. I get Joey. Everyone listening, we let's get back into signs. I at the don't game know if I can year. get on
1: board with you with signs. That's fine. I don't like I people having signs in front Center of me. Shop.
0: <laughs> We're gonna have our things. All right. I'm not saying, no, again, it, this isn't, I get what you're saying in terms of the blocking you. Have some respect for the people behind you. It doesn't have to be during the pitches. There's plenty, as we all know, there's plenty of downtime in baseball, and I, I love it. It's a great time to have a Vod Lemmy, you know, have a have a hot dog, you know, some chicken tenders, even though there's only two in the chicken tenders. We'll get into that later. And not in this show. I know everyone's honey mustarded out and all that. Um, but again, all I'm saying, everybody, Make Sander feel as at home as he's ever been in his life this season. We do not want this to be the last year of Xander Bogarts on the Red Sox. None of us want that. So do everything in your power to make it feel like home, even more than it already already is for him. So that's my closing spring training thought. Did you have anything else before we get to a phenomenal Christian Arroyo interview?
1: Um, no, but I, I did want to confess that uh, I ate your dip and dots when we were there. I never told you. Oh, that's you Oh, that's you,
0: fine. I, I hated him.
1: I know, I know. It's more of like a, a fat boy confession that you put ice cream on the ground and walked away and I I picked it up and I um and I ate it. That that was just my only last note from spring training. I felt guilty, uh that I wanted to confess that to you, not super proud of it, dude, but you gotta own some of the things that you do wrong. Um but this Arroyo interview was <laughs> real awesome. quick real quick real quick yep no, yep, real yep, quick. yep. <laughs> I'm trying to breeze past it as quick as I can
0: no, the funny the funny thing is you mentioning that when you're like oh I got one last thing I thought it was going to be like bob looked good I, I didn't know oh, it was yeah that's true that I guess yeah dip. yeah okay yeah bob looked good yeah, anyway the dip and dots real quick mm-hmm. dip and dots I don't know if they, if they're going to be a sponsor then we'll just go back and bleep this out um disgusting no you're wrong they're, you're wrong th- they're terrible they gave us free dip they're, and dots I understand why like... Six-year-olds like him. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, that'll do it for our spring training takeaways. After this break, we have a phenomenal interview with Red Sox do it all. Red Sox, Mr. Everything, Christian Arroyo.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it?
0: All righty, we are here with Christian Arroyo. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. First off, yeah, thanks for is, having me. We're launching a new show, and we got a guy that launched an absolute bomb in the postseason. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna start with that. What's yep. the when you know you get one? Oof. I love the energy that you, you know, the point up and all that. Mm-hmm. What's that feeling at a packed Fenway Park? Me like, I just went went over the monster. This <laughs> is, this is ridiculous.
2: You know, it kind of stunk because in 2020, the first one I hit over the monster, there was no one there, uh, and that was like a dream of mine. You know, yeah. like even when I was with Tampa yeah. uh, during BP, and you know, we were just trying, last round we tried to launch balls over over the monster, but um, getting to do it with this with the, with the fans in the stands is pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty unparalleled. You kind of black out every time you do it too, yeah. so and it never gets old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was that was that was cool. Was that so
0: with the point
2: up? Of- with the point up to the it, that's just I'm just pointing. Mm-hmm. Was that to anyone or were you just yeah. pointing? Honestly, I don't even I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what I was pointing you at. Uh, I playing. did, I really did. I remember so I remember hitting it and I knew I hit it well. Yeah. yeah. And I actually, if you see like the side angle, I kinda like do one of these, like yeah. get up. You know, when you're bowling, you get you know, <laughs> yeah. you gotta get that last pin. I kinda gave it a little get up and then when I realized it was a homer, I kinda just Yeah, I blacked out. I was running, running the bases, and I was looking around, and then realizing, you know, postseason baseball. Like the cool thing was, is too, is like in the postseason, I'm so used to watching it that like you don't really realize when the guy has his camera and he's following you how cool that shot looks. Oh,
0: Oh, it's nice.
2: It's pretty cool. Well, it's I I feel like I forget
0: that there's even a camera guy. I've gotten to know some of the Nesson. Stevie D's great. He's one of the main guys. Yeah. He's he's in your grill. Yeah. To get that shot. That's like what when I'm you're saying. watching at home, I'm like, oh, it's just like I don't know, there's cameras in the ground. You don't really think exactly. about it. No. and then all of a sudden you're round third, but you probably gotta act like just act cool. Yeah, you gotta it. act cool.
2: Act cool. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. You know, put the head down and then give okay, thank you. But no, like I, I, I just remember like a gentleman like I remember someone like creeping behind me and I was kinda like, <laughs> what's, well, going well, on what's, yeah, like what's going on here? And then I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot that there's yeah. cameras everywhere. Like even on Vasky's walk off. Against the Rays, it was like I remember we all like we're getting around home, and the guy gets behind Vasky when he's coming to the plate, and I remember looking at this guy like this guy's about to get absolutely drilled if he yeah, gets right. any closer because this is about to be a, a swamp here at home. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh it's one of those crazy things, you know. I I mean after I hit it too, I think Schwabbs was was right behind me. I think he was leading off for us that game, and mm. like getting to see Schwabbs and stuff. I, I talked to picked his brain a lot when he came over. Yep. So yeah. I just felt like part of that success in that particular bat just had a lot to do with my teammates too. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Th-
1: th- there's got to be some that you know right away. Though, that yeah. you're Not doing the. the gap, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like uh, in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, year, yeah, that was a fun one. One that comes to mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good one. Four sixty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: that was. I got that one good. Yeah, a little Is that cutter in you knew right away? I knew. I knew that one was. Yeah, I knew that one was going right yeah. away. Just, I don't know. I just had a feeling about. Especially in that game, like even Doogie, I think hit one either that game or the game after. Before I, I think it was yeah, the game he before. He a three-run shot, yeah, three-run homer. And even off the bat, I was kind of like, I think that's gone. Yeah, and yeah. no one else thought it was gone. But <laughs> like just kind of the way that we were playing at the time. If it was barreled in the air, there was a good chance it was going to be a homer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. once I hit that one, I knew I got that one well enough. And I was like, OK, yeah, I think I scooped that one out of here. Yeah, for sure. To bring it back a little bit, so obviously mm-hmm. this off
0: season was not normal. Uh, <laughs> it was very different than anything you've experienced. Yes. How do you stay fresh? And obviously, we kind of speed up the spring yeah. training process. How do you, you know, get to opening day feeling like I'm ready to go?
2: Yeah, I think uh, for me personally, uh, being in Tampa, we had a lot of uh, a lot of guys around that were throwing live BPs. So it was yep. always it, it was there was there was a lot of resources in order to to, to face live live BPs and, and to get ground balls and stuff and to be on a field. And I think that's the biggest thing—the difference from coming from the off-season mode into spring training first couple of days, you get out here, you get the cleats back on, you're kind of sitting around a little bit, and you don't really know much of what's what to expect. And then next thing you know, third day in, your legs are getting sore, whatever. This offseason, obviously, with the lockout and stuff, uh, those three extra weeks that we had, I just wanted to make sure I had my cleats on as much as I could. Um, I was getting live ABs. I was trying to see some pitching and kind of get it locked in a little bit. Uh, coming to spring training, having seen live pitching and not like trying to pick up. I know because a lot of guys are different. Some guys are you know, they, need, they need more pitching. They yep. need more at-bats to, to kind of get their eyes going. Um, for me in particular, like, for me to really start feeling good, I need more. Um, but uh, to be in a comfortable spot, that was that was one of my main goals. So I was able to get probably close to 30, 35 at-bats during uh, –
1: which like, would
2: probably about normal for the yeah, first three yeah. weeks right around, right around there. So it'll, yeah. it'll keep you in the right zone. Mm-hmm. So
0: what was one thing last year that you learned about this team? Yeah. I feel like the fan base we learned a lot. Yeah. But in that clubhouse, what what sticks out?
2: I think it's the chemistry. Yeah. You know, everyone just, uh, it's, so, it's so easy to say that too, right? Like after the, after you have a good season and you kind of exceed the expectations uh, that that outsiders kind of put on us as a, as, a, as a team, you know, our goal going into it was to never kind of listen to it and just to kind of just play baseball. Because at the end of the day, you still got to play the games. You know, you could have the best roster on paper, but you still got to play the games. And um, I think that we showed a lot of grit at the beginning of the season. Obviously, we get swept the first series. and. Seems like all hell is about to break loose, but I think it was it, it was very humbling for us because we knew we had good players on our team, we knew we had a good team, but it was kind of finding our identity, and I think we found it very early in the season. Um, so going into last year, you know, we had to kind of find that team chemistry. We had brought in Kike, who he's obviously like a clubhouse leader, glue guy for yeah. us, um, and then all the veterans that were already here. Uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, he came in. Didn't, he was great with everyone. I mean, Garrett Richards, Adam Onovino, like the list goes on and on. Yeah. If everyone yeah. that came in, and it was just easy to get along with everyone. So I think the chemistry is really what got us to where we were. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was it was a really fun year. I mean, you got to give yourself some credit for the chemistry, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I'm
0: sure it's not great to be like, an I
2: was obviously. Yeah, a bigger, yeah. But
0: like from from your perspective. Yeah. How important is it for you to bring that energy? Because you yeah. seem to bring it every day. Yeah. Every we all have days where we like for today sure. sucks. Yeah, but you can't tell with you like mm-hmm. do you is that part of your plan? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring like a positive energy to the field.
2: Yeah, you know I think that kind of the way that uh, the last couple of years has gone for me. I, I try to really take that that mentality of like never take any day for granted. Yeah, um, you know this is a hard game, and sometimes you just got to give yourself a pat on the back. I mean. You know, I, I, I don't need it from anyone, but sometimes you need it to give yourself some credit. Like, look how far you've come or look where you're at uh, instead of beating yourself up. Because I think the more that you start beating yourself up over and over, it just kind of wears on you. So my thing was is whether I was starting that day, whether I wasn't starting that day, I just wanted to make sure that if, so, if a guy was going through something and I thought, hey, I'm going to watch this guy and see if there's one thing I can help him with, then shoot. I'll, I'll, I'll do that, you know, and listen, I'm not a guy who's got seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, but I felt like I knew these guys well enough to yeah. be able to, hey, you're fine, dude. Like, you're a really, really good baseball player. You're going through a little funk. We play 162 games. This stuff's going to happen. Um, and I think that, you know, learning that over the course of the season was huge, you know, and, and, and obviously with the freak stuff that had happened, you getting hit in the hand a couple times. I mean, I yeah, could have been down was- on myself. You I know, felt as a fan, you yeah. know, you feel pain. I'm like,
0: shit, this he's got to go through it again." Yeah, yeah. It had to feel like that. Like, no, it did. Me it again? did.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, like, every single time it happened, my mom would text me, oh. and I'd, you know, talking to my wife and stuff, I was just like, "Yeah, I mean, try to play, ain't getting better. Like, here we go again." You know, Were and you it's thinking, just, like, should I get off the plate more? What's yeah? Going on? And, it and goes it, in your head. So right? that in my mind, I was like, you know, should I back up off the plate? I'm looking yeah. at my, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I mean, they're just throwing, trying to throw me in, and whatever the case may be. So. I think this year I'm just going. I'm rolling with the hand pad all year. I'm not taking any chances. I like that. I like that. Uh, That's smart. Always wear the shin guards, so I'm not really worried about that. But, <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things. It just it stunk because over time it was like as soon as I'd start feeling really good and get the groove rolling, you know, guy lets a heater go, and obviously none of it was malicious or anything. Oh, of course. You know, course. It, it's. It's baseball. It is what it is. No, you know, we hate them. It's all right. We can exactly exactly. We'll tweet. Eddie, just let us know what you
0: yeah. want us to tweet. We'll be like, exactly. go after this yep. guy. But if there was one, do you have one moment last year, maybe in like that untold story type mm-hmm. of realm of like, oh, that really got us going. Like, I, I don't know if there was maybe Verdugo. Somebody said mm-hmm. something. Did you guys have any behind the scenes of like, no, Ooh. we can
2: do, we can make a run. Yeah. that made you believe a little bit. Man, I think there were so many. I think there were so many different times, I yeah. feel like, you know, but one that really stands out to me was was really right off right after that Oriole series when we ended up, I think we we popped off like 11 in a row or yeah. 10 in a row yeah. or something like that. I think during that stretch, it was I, I, I don't remember exactly how many of those games we were behind, but I think that it was just at one of those points, it was just like we never felt like we were going to lose. It was mm-hmm. weird. Like we would be down four in the seventh and we'd get a guy on and then another guy would get on and it was like well here comes a double like <laughs> yeah, it, it was yeah. it was kind of honestly the craziest thing ever yeah. it's like one of those things when you're in the dugout like guys will they play the hat game in the in the bullpen, right? right? Like they'll yep. toss the hat when they think a guy's gonna hit a homer. I it was like literally at the point where like bullpen guys were like, "Oh no, we threw the hat on <laughs> this homer." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. three different guys on three different homers in one game. Yeah. So it just seemed like everything was kind of the cards were just aligning. So everything's clicking. Yes. I think
1: the fan base was feeling the same way. I remember yeah. personally, yeah, seeing you guys down four and thinking, "No, oh, no, nah, we're fine." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Out. Exactly. This is, this is yeah. how this works. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely
0: unrelated, but you're a big sneaker guy. Yeah, I am as well. I yes. feel like we bond over sneakers. We do. What uh is your favorite? pair of all time and then what's this might be the same answer mm-hmm. favorite pair that you have and then your goat sneaker goat sneaker. untouchable
2: Oof, that's a good one yeah. um you don't know, have a pair of the off-white chicago ones oh really are big a big fan pricey. of those yeah very pri- i got them like four or five years ago when they okay. weren't as ridiculous as they are now okay um but i love jordans yeah same. um Love the eleven silhouette. I mean, it's probably one of my favorite shoes. Yeah, I uh, love the twelves. Got a couple pair of fours. Um, but you know, it's funny. I, I started kind of getting into away from the Jordans a little bit. Uh, I know we talked about it before, but yeah. uh, but Mosh, mm-hmm. he he's got a he's got a nice runner out, and I've bought every single one of those. I bought my wife a couple pairs of them too. Yeah. Um, I, so I'm, I am curious.
0: Yeah. Like, how does that go? Do you feel like if I'm getting a pair, I got to give the wife a pair as well? Do you feel like I got to balance this out a little bit? So that's
2: how it started. Okay. And then I realized I bought her one without her knowing. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she she liked them, but it wasn't really her style. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's. So you're like, no more. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I said, again. no more. I said, I'll <laughs> ask you. I said, I'll ask you, but there's yeah. a caveat to this. You have to tell me if you want them. Okay. So it's okay. funny because. Mm-hmm. He came out with a, a pair of uh, these the Mosh runners. They were called Canadian tuxedos, all denim. Yeah. And for me, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get them all. I like supporting him. Mm-hmm. And I showed him my wife, and she was like, oh, I got to have those. And, and never in a million years would I have thought that she was going to want yeah. this particular pair of shoes. So got them for her. She wears them all the time. So. Um, That's good. So I, you know, she's. I'm trying to get her into the sneaker game a little bit. So. It's a case
1: by
0: case basis. Exactly, exactly. 100, 100. How many pairs do you think you have? I, I have 50 pairs. Can you, okay. you over or under? 50. Oh, gosh, you gotta be I over, right? Um, yeah, like, I'm way over. You're, 50. you're probably on you um, the twos or threes. Is it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got rid. Not get rid of. I had. So I got to a point. Being with New Balance, I just started buying a bunch of runners and stuff to work out and what I liked. And if I saw something I could wear to the yard, then I'd wear that. Yeah. Um, but I started kind of getting a little bit pickier. Uh, I like a lot of New Balance's uh, collaborations they do with different with different brands. Yeah. So I kind of pick and choose. But um, I'm probably, shoot, 150-ish. Probably right around 150. Okay, that's I would fair. say. Yeah, I mean it's nothing ridiculous. I will. I probably gave away 80 pairs to that's, yeah, that's family, friends, and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just there. Yeah. Hey, we could have the Christian Arroyo hey, sneaker auction. That hey, could be a whole
0: just thing. Just saying, that could be a go thing. Go to the Jimmy fan. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just don't throwing know. some options around. Exactly. I got one more before we do some rapid fire. Yeah, let's do it. Do you think this team? And this might be an obvious yes. Yeah. But do you really sense that this team kind of has an us against the world mentality? Because mm-hmm. all I'm seeing on Twitter, and I'm yeah. sure you guys hate Twitter, yeah, is just oh, socks aren't doing this move. Oh, yeah. socks need this guy, that guy. Oh yeah. And you being a big part of this team, it's like the trade yeah. rumors have to be obnoxious. Yeah. Does that all kind of pull up as? Oh, they don't. They don't think we're good like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't think we got it like that.
2: You know, it's funny because like the way I look at that kind of stuff, it, it, it's, it's always. And this is why people are fans, right? Yeah. Like it's fun, especially when you have a fan base as great as the Red Sox fan base, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and that's why that's what makes coming to the field and into the ballpark every day so special. Yep. Is the fans expect you to be perfect, and as a player, I mean, I don't expect myself not to be perfect as well. And so I think you go you go about it one of two ways. You kind of you kind of use that to, to motivate you mm-hmm. you know and it's 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 obviously for yourself but it's for the team it's for the city it's for the fans and everything but you know i try to stay away from that stuff yeah. you know kind of block out the noise and 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 you know we did it we did a good job of it last year i mean if you listen to mlb network or whoever it is and, and they 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 start dogging on your team you know you kind of feel like you kind of feel like, all right, well, I mean, I guess there's nothing else. It's kind of like the major league. Yeah. The way no, the movie true. is, we're like, well, I mean, there's nothing else to do but just go win the whole, dang, the whole damn thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it, you kind of get that underdog mentality. And, and when you get that underdog mentality, I think. Th- it's it, it gets scary when especially when guys have that mentality and then they start believing. Yeah, 100%. and um, you know for us we have a, obviously we have a talented clubhouse we have a talented roster we have we have really good baseball players. Yeah, and uh, I think at the end of the day that's that's what wins games and I think the chemistry that plays a lot into it. Yeah. you know how, how well you 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 mesh together and you gel together and I think mm-hmm. you know that's just as important as is filling out the most talented roster. Now that's not to say you know we wouldn't like. To bring in guys that would make this team, you know, put us over the edge. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, we trust the front office. Well, then sometimes it's only you know,
0: it's it's still one team. You start yeah. messing with chemistry, yeah. The talent might not matter exactly if it's if it's the wrong fit. Then it's like, Who cares if you get a top? Absolutely. Guy? Did you have no one Joe before we do rapid fire? I'm down for the rapid fire. All right, rapid fire. Right, so obviously just quick answers Let's here, and this will wrap us up here. All right. Uh, who has the best style on the Red Sox?
2: Ooh, uh, dang! This isn't very rapid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, this is tough. I'm gonna go. I'll go with Bogey. Bogey's okay. got good style. Okay, yeah. I, I
0: was. I feel like I was yeah. waiting for
2: Verdugo, but Bogey's good. Doogie's got good style, but I'll go Bogey. Bogey.
0: Okay. Favorite place to eat in Boston.
2: Oh man, mm. that's too hard. No, anywhere in the North End. Okay, that's a really good. Anywhere. One. That's the correct. Answer. Yeah. Yes. Any. Exactly. Any place. Any Doesn't matter. matter. Go
0: to Regina's. Yes. Uh, favorite part about the structure of Fenway, just Fenway's quirks. Do you have like a go-to that stands out for you?
2: Absolutely love the monster. Obviously, I. I think pesky pulls sick
0: yeah can't go wrong with yes. either uh who is your best friend on the majors not on the red sox
2: um that would probably be who got really close with the sox, Known since I was a kid probably oscar mercado
0: okay maybe cool. yeah uh, funniest interaction
2: with a fan oh man there's been some good ones <laughs> um last year actually in the play it wasn't a, a direct interaction with a fan of me i kind of gave him a head nod so mm-hmm. i guess we'll consider it a fan interaction Dude was probably, he had to have been at least 13, 14 deep. And this was against, uh, I think it was against Houston. And there was the strike three call on Evo yep. late in the game. And a guy was comes down with a tall boy Bud Light, and he starts letting, I think it was Laz yeah. at first, yeah. he starts letting Laz have it. Oh, no. And I looked at him, and I was like, he, he looked at me, and he asked me, he's like, Ro, what do you think about that? I went. I don't know, oh, and and I remember Laz looked at me because I have a history with him, yeah, uh, yeah. just you know him being an umpire and stuff, and, and he kind of laughed and shook it off, and the guy I remember looking back, I had to get ready for a play, I look over and he's shotgun a brewski, throws it, <laughs> just throws it over onto the field at Laz, and then security, he's going, oh geez. so that one was pretty legendary. It was kind of like borderline like whoa, but yeah, it was yeah. also kind of like okay, that was Dance pretty cool on the line of yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. Well,
0: the fact in that you know, crowd, that madness that you can hear directly from. He was probably oh. screaming at
2: you. Screaming. Yeah, OK. Yes, very, sense. very loud. Yeah, <laughs> sheesh.
0: Uh, which former pitcher would you want to face the most? That's not in the bigs right now.
2: Former pitcher that I want to face the most. Just to say I faced them, I mean, I feel like you got to go with one of the greats. I think Nolan Ryan. Nolan you Ryan's know. a great answer there. Yeah, uh, who's the awesome. funniest player on the team? Kike. I That's already easy. asked,
0: favorite kick. Yeah, Kike is going to be the answer yeah. probably for everybody. Kike. Uh, which pitcher that you faced has the nastiest stuff?
2: Ooh. Jacob Degrom,
0: yeah, I mean that. Yeah. that game That's was awesome pick. though. Yeah. yeah, he's good. Yeah,
2: Jacob Degrom, cool.
0: Only a couple more. Uh, whose brain do you pick the most on this team?
2: Hmm. Uh, just players or coaches and everyone in general? We'll say players. We'll play. Okay, players. Uh, Bob probably. Bob and I, we we bounce info off a lot a lot. Um, and then probably probably JD. Okay. Yeah. Favorite food of all time? Favorite food: chicken wings. Chicken, you can't go uh, wrong with chicken wings. Last question
0: here: Who is the greatest Red Sox player of all time in your opinion? Oh
2: that's so tough.
0: I mean, gosh, you can't go wrong. You guys walk past the legendary thing. I you know, see them like all the every day. I mean, it's, it's a little intimidating, by the way. It's like we're it really is. Like I don't really know. Ted I mean, Williams Pedro's
2: yeah. got it. It's, yeah, <laughs> Ted Williams. I mean, Pedro's up there, going all the way back. I mean, I guess you could. Cons- you, I get. Could you consider Babe Ruth because oh, he was there. with the Sox? He's like, in there. yeah. There's so many. It would be a little controversial, you know, but he's in it's, there. It's. It is. Yeah. David Ortiz, arguably one of the greatest DHs ever. Yeah. I yeah. don't think you can really go wrong, honestly. How much
0: interaction do you have with Poppy? Is he around uh, a lot?
2: He hasn't been around. So when I got here in 20, obviously with COVID, and then yeah. last season couldn't really be around much. Just kind of a, from afar, like waving to us on the field. Um, hopefully, he's going to be around more this year. I'd love to pick his brain as well. Um, but uh, I haven't really got to talk to him at all.
0: Christian Arroyo, uh, this is awesome. First interview yeah. known for Inside the Monster. Thank you. Yeah,
2: thanks for having me. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it.
0: All righty, that was our interview with Red Sox, Mr. Everything, Christian Arroyo. Joey, your your thoughts on that interview? I had a grand old time.
1: Yeah, first of all, what a dude. Uh, he was rearing to go. We went to talk to him to say, like, hey, when do you want to do this interview? And he was like, this second, right now. I'm coming with <laughs> you guys right now. Walked right out of the clubhouse, and we're like, oh, man, we got to find somewhere to do this right now. Um, which is why, one of the one of the few reasons, I, I didn't have all too much to say, as you might have uh, noticed from there. That was it's my your, first, it was
0: your first... It was your first interview. That was my yeah. first
1: big league interview, and it was a spur-of-the-moment thing uh christian is so cool thank god we got him because he's a dude who can really talk and fill uh fill some space uh when i didn't have all too much to say but he was awesome wicked fun we should uh do something with him again
0: absolutely uh he has already agreed this year i'm going to try to do a lot more with the ballpark kicks account he has already agreed to do like a look at his sneaker closet uh, which i'm very excited for we'll have to find the right way to shoot that but very excited for that. Christian Royale is just that dude, man. He, he's a guy that you want on the team as long as possible. Not only because when he's healthy, he can play at a high level, but those are the dudes that you need. I know Cora kind of downplayed the the clubhouse guy and how everyone makes a huge thing out of Kike and, and those dudes that, you know, Verdugo that lighten it up. But mm. he didn't downplay it, like, in a way of negativity. He's more like, no, these guys, these guys can ball. Let's not forget. Right, Kike, Verdugo, Arroyo—they can play. I think at that a was his thing. Level. Is
1: he was saying, yeah, like guys like Plowecki don't think that that's why you're here. Uh, yes, but it's also yeah. it's also just a, another asset to have. Is it as valuable as hitting 350? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, no. Not. Like, it's okay to like put them on different <laughs> levels, but also it's a long season, you know. And if there's if you're in a clubhouse that has a lot of tension in it versus one that has a dude like Christian Arroyo in it, you're going to have a very different outcome on the field too. I believe that anyway. 100%.
0: 100%. And next episode, we're going to do a lot more of the uh, regular season predictions. That's basically going to be the whole thing along with a player interview.
1: Whoa. That what
0: was super great. I'm not saying who the player is. It's I not can't, like we wait, already teased wait it wait on the Twitter. <laughs> um, But yeah, that's going to be next episode. For the rest of this episode, though, we obviously have our closing thoughts, which is my favorite thing. But before we get there, we got, Joey, we got so many DMs. We were going to do this like Mm. once a week. We're just running it back. Slide in the DM is back for episode two. It was going to be an episode three thing, but it might just be every damn episode. First one comes in. This is not a name. The handle (laughs) is doughy bagels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I know Doughy Bagels.
0: Yeah, so Doughy Bagels says, can we expect more ballpark food reviews this season? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard, yeah. We can. Joey, that was one of my favorite things that we did uh, at spring training. Really enjoyed. Mm. Obviously, the honey mustard discussion was a whole thing. Uh, People know where we stand now. Shout out to the dude that sent us. He posted an Instagram of himself at dinner on Friday night, dipping chicken fingers into honey mustard, being like, yeah. you know, team honey mustard. Thought that was great. Uh, sorry that I forgot what your name was, but
1: um, um, yeah, but we're going to we do food reviews. We mentioned Dippin' Dots right before the the interview. There, uh, we do have a review of your first time having Dippin' Dots uh, at JetBlue Park. We'll have to toss that up.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I no? I forgot that one existed. Maybe we won't toss it up. Maybe, hey, maybe just drop the audio right here. Is that is that cool? Yeah what it's is 60 it? 60 a tongue. I feel weird eating it. As you can tell cuz I definitely remember what that sound bite was. It was really defining. Um, but yeah, we're going to have more food reviews. Uh, we will food reviews. We will be at opening day, which Joey might be Thursday, might be Friday. Yeah, we'll, we haven't even we'll we haven't teased
1: that, that and mentioned it up to this point up until we're talking about doing food reviews. We'll also be there for the baseball yeah. game. Um, we are going
0: to be there for the baseball. We're going to be there yeah. for the content. Say what's up. We'll uh, say what's up back. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. So very excited for that. This comes in from Colby. I love Colby. Hey, Colby. Colby is one of my favorite people. He's dedicated. It says, greetings. Thoughts on the Savannah Bananas Banana Ball. Can't say I know what it is. Are these or are there any rules or methods of their game that you would want to see at Fenway Park in the bigs? Do you know what he's talking about with the Ye- banana ball?
1: Yes. So the, is the Savannah Bananas are, to my understanding, not in a league. They're kind of like, yeah, like Harlem Globetrotters league, the thing. Like They just kind of yeah. play the one team that they beat up on, and they do fun little things. Uh, yeah. There are two rules that I've seen that I really like. This is crazy that this question is getting asked. We actually didn't talk about this beforehand at all, but there are two that I actually would like to see uh, that I think are pretty fun in execution. Um, there is uh, stealing first on just a passed ball, you can just take off. I think that's pretty okay. cool. I kind of um, love that. And the other I'm forgetting the exact uh, forgetting the exact rule here, but there's a situation in which um it's like if the catcher drops strike 3, the ball's live and every fielder on the field has to touch the ball before they can make an out like they have to go around nice. the horn and out to the outfield and then so it's like it's okay. basically like a crazy. race to second base uh I'll have to look up exactly what that rule is what like makes that happen like what brings that whole play into play but that is a really exciting thing i've seen a couple of highlights recently on their instagram of that i love what they're doing they're turning baseball into a spectacle it's a show I told you earlier this week I was seeing, you know, when uh, when the Sox are going down to Atlanta and like I might go down there. The legitimate reason is because I was looking at how far Savannah is from Atlanta and thinking, like, oh man, that'd be fun to go to a bananas game.
0: Yeah. I I think they have absolutely dominated the social game. They have done a great job of promoting all the stuff they're doing. I feel like I see it all. I don't even know if I follow the Savannah bananas, but <laughs> Can't scroll on TikTok for more than three minutes without seeing a Savannah Bananas yeah. video. So they're doing something right. One thing, if we're just talking rules, if we're gonna just widen it out to that, the one that I've never understood, and thank God pitchers aren't hitting anymore. Any of you like pitchers who rake, like get out of my face. Um, when a when a guy when a batter strikes out on a pass ball or a wild pitch, I'm sorry, you're out. I'm 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 done with that Joey when it's like oh oh but the catcher didn't catch it so you can go to you're out you're out I've never understood that rule maybe there's some obvious thing I'm missing here and it's like oh well the catcher catching it like completes the strikeout you miss the ball that yeah, three Mm -hmm. strikes that that three strikes you're out you're out so I'm done with that especially if we want to speed these games up that would be a pretty easy adjustment. Uh, it doesn't matter that the catcher missed it you're out I mean right. let's be honest it's not like if there's a guy on second he can still go to third on a pass ball like that that still exists the yeah. guy that just swung and missed with two strikes
1: is out mm. what are we doing so, do do you want to hear these these nine rules? Oh, that sounds like a lot of time. That sounds like a lot of time. Okay. Well, I'll tell yeah. you that we'll that, that thing that I was thinking yeah. is, a, is a walk. There's no walk. So on the fourth ball, every fielder has to touch the ball before they can make it out. So it basically becomes a sprint that the batter you know tries to take off. Usually gets two seconds to play at second. Usually. I'm intrigued. It's fun this stuff. comes
0: in from Ian. Ian, what's up? Ian is a fellow oh, hello, uh, Drake stan like myself. Question for the pod. How would you rank the shoe cleat game on this Red Sox team? Uh, Also, congrats on the new show. Thank you, Ian. I would say if we're talking cleats on the Red Sox, Redugo's number one. And I say that because I don't know enough about Trevor Story's uh, cleat game. Apparently, it's very good. Apparently, he's a big-time sneakerhead, so I got to get used to that and, and find out more about that. Uh, Christian Arroyo's right there. I'd put him at number two. He's a real big kicks guy. He's got the the connection with Mosh, who uh, our boy Brian hooked him up with. I need Brian to hook me up with Mosh. I'm yeah. like, dude, we're we're at the point now with our relationship. I really hope that that's the next step that I get hooked up with Mosh. Not asking for it, but please hook me up with Mosh. <laughs> I'd never ask him directly, um, but yeah, Brian. And then story Trevor's story would probably be in there mm. too. Those would be the top guys. Jo- Joey, I got to tell you. I just got a pair of custom kicks done for myself Mm -hmm. that are absolutely insane. They're done by at Mike Jordan artist on Instagram. He's my boy. I've known him for a few years now. He did my Jurassic Park kicks. He is extremely talented, does a lot of cleats for athletes. He sent me a video of the kicks that he did for me, Joey. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously via request. It's not like they just do kicks for you. You, you got to paste some good coin right. and you got to put in a request. They are
1: insane. Like I, it's, I saw, uh, I think you posted a screenshot of that video, right?
0: I don't, did, did I? What?
1: I think so. Did you not? I, I know they're from a movie.
0: That's it. You say no
1: more. Yeah. Where did
0: I post this? What are you talking about? Screenshot.
1: I saw, I saw it, dude. I saw there's a ma- a character with a background thing going on oh, behind him. Oh, 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 oh. Are we talking oh, about let a different?
0: Let me let me rephrase here. Let me rephrase. Yes, I put that on the ballpark case account. Yeah, sorry, okay. I thought you meant of like the video. I'm like, oh, okay, video, because that's uh. only that's only 25 percent of the kicks. Right, right, right. It was yes, yeah. I saw a little. This, snippet. This gets re- Yeah. Okay. When you said screenshot, I was like, what, what is going on here? Did I I thought it's I sent blows. you the video? I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You hear screenshot, and you're like, something bad happened. Um, but yes, that was that was in the ballpark kicks account. Check that out if you don't know what the movie is yet. That will give away the movie. But the other three sides of the kicks are like, he did something with the Nike logo that is beyond creative. Very excited about that. But yeah, that, that should answer your question, Ian. I got Verdugo's Untouchable. I think he's number one. We talked about cleats with him customs last year, and we'll do it again this year when we have them on again. Um, but yeah, do you, how much do you notice that Joey, the customs or, or just like the cleat game?
1: 0%. <laughs> zero percent, zero, 0.000. That's how you, you and I were intro the, I to each other ranking cleats. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> and you really liked that and you enjoyed awesome. that. And uh, yeah. And, and I'm here. Um, exactly. Uh, I don't notice it at all. You, that blows my mind that you'll you'll see a guy and be like, "Oh, he's an Under Armour guy." That's insane to me. That's like if I yeah. told you like, "Oh, yeah, like that guy just walked by, he's wearing old spice." It like doesn't compute at all. Like how the hell did you notice? You're like, "Oh yeah, those are the Jordan 7s." That's so foreign to me. I'm sure there are people listening to this who are like, "Yeah, of course, how would you not notice the 7s have the tongue no, that the sneaker heads understand three. yeah I, well it's it's, a, it.
0: it's equivalent to anything I, I i equate it to you know you you study up on anything you'll get better at it you'll get mm-hmm. good at it you'll be able to pick it out when you see it so mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what that is but uh this comes in from bruins status hello bruins status says would ryan dunn succeed in today's cape cod baseball league <laughs> did you see summer catch no you gotta see Summer Catch. Summer mm-hmm. Catch, a lot of people listening know what Summer Catch is. Uh it is a I would say a great terrible movie. Mm-hmm. It's about the Chatham A's and this kid, Ryan Dunn, who's a local who makes it onto the Chatham A's and it like follows him and his, you know, screwball buddies around Chatham all all summer and, and uh it's 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 a it's a I was about to say it's a great movie. I can't say it's a great movie. Is it a feel-good,
1: family-fun movie?
0: It's definitely not a family-fun movie. Uh-oh. It is, I believe, rated R. Uh-oh. Uh, no, it's PG-13. PG-13. Okay. Came out God. in 2001. Uh-huh. It, Jessica Biel plays a big role in it. Mm-hmm. And a couple other people that you'd probably recognize that have been in some big things since then. Freddie Prinze Jr. is uh, Ryan Dunn. And mm-hmm. so uh, this question is funny because he's not... he's. If I recall, he's like an okay player, but he has like a great game, Mm -hmm. and then he chases out. I don't want to like ruin what happens if you haven't heard it. Definitely watch Summer Catch if you haven't seen it. Rather, Um, but would he succeed in today's Cape Cod Baseball League? No,
1: no, not with (laughs) today's Cape League stars. That I'm no, he would he would
0: not. No Cape League Cape League right now to succeed at the Cape League, you basically have to be an MLB prospect. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed, having a wooden bat for the first time in your career, and in front of scouts, and a place that you probably haven't been to before, most of these guys are not even from close to around here. Mm-hmm. You got to be a stud to really be at the top of the Cape League. Andrew Miller was up there. Um, you go down the list. There are a bunch of stars that have gone through the Cape League. Aaron Judge, Noma, Mo Vaughn, all sorts of players. I think twenty percent of of Major League Baseball players played in the Cape League. So, I'm stoked Ryan to Dunn. check it out
1: this year. This is going to be my first time going down there. So, not too Okay. The Cape. Yeah,
0: we'll do some stuff at the Cape League. Very excited. Yeah, very uh, excited. We got a, a family house in, in Chatham now. So, oh, definitely come through, Joey. Uh, this comes in from Julia, and Julia. we will wrap with this one. This is actually, well, we have two more. We have two more. Two this more. This one and one more. Random question, but a good one for the episode. If you could build a power infield with all non baseball players and one Red Sox legend, who would you put on the field?
1: Okay. Can I
0: go first? This is... this is. I want you to go first because I got to think about it. Okay.
1: Can, uh, well, I might have to think about it too depending on your answer to this question. Can I put Poppy okay. at first?
0: Yeah. Red Sox legend. There you go. Yeah, but
1: I'm saying... I can, okay. All right. I didn't know... You of like first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Poppy at first. Um, I'm going to put LeBron at short just because the second you talk about athletes in another sport... <laughs> You got to choose LeBron. He's a freak athlete. He's a stupidly yeah. talented in freak athlete. Um, that being said, in a similar vein, I'm going to put the best athlete I know of at second. That's going to be Roy Jones Jr. Okay, A dude who I believe could have just played any sport he wanted to. Um, now you might be saying, Joe, he's a southpaw. Is that the best decision to stick him there? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say sure, why not? You can just learn to throw this right hand or just just flips. Just flips with his with his left hand. Uh, and then at third we're going to put we're going to put Tom Hanks there and I'm not because of any defensive <laughs> ability or offensive ability. For the for the sake of Money, jersey sales. I don't know why <laughs> professional sports don't do stunts like this more. Just roll out a celebrity. Everyone's going to buy the jerseys. It's a year. You're already, you know, if you're a tanking team, if you're, I don't know, the Oakland Athletics and you have a payroll of $35 million, double your payroll and pay Tom Hanks to be your third baseman. That's what I would do. I'm going to sell jerseys so that the following year I can really compete. And because I think Tom Hanks might be able to outrun a bunt here and there.
0: Okay. That is, Joey, let me give you credit for coming up with that on the spot. That was all. We didn't really. I didn't send you this before. (laughs) That was very good for on the spot. I thought your team was great. Having Tom Hanks in there is hilarious. Um, All right. I am going to go with. Because, like, Ortiz at first is such a. Like, that makes sense. We can't both do it. Yeah. It's like. No, I know. We can't. We can't both do it. I'm going to. I got to move a couple people around real real quick. Okay. (laughs) This is. This is pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> you have Tom Hanks at <laughs>
1: every position. I got, I got Tom Hanks at every position.
0: No. Um, no, I got... Okay, okay. I had to move a couple people around. All right. So, at first base, I got Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> I got Michael Jordan. Fair enough. Yeah. I got Michael first, Jordan playing huh? first. Yeah, I got him playing first. Again, this is because you have Poppy at first. I would have had Poppy at first, and I initially had Jordan playing short. But we're moving him over to first. Do we think he's going to scoop the ball? Well, no. We have him at first for his bat, all right? We're trying to, if anything, hide his lack of defensive ability mm-hmm. and have him uh, you know, at the plate. Understandable, this guy won uh, some defensive awards in the NBA. I get it. But defense and baseball is a little bit different. And understandable that he didn't even make it to Major League Baseball. But I think for my team, it would be awesome to have Michael Jordan on there because people will come out to see him. Mm-hmm. You know who else people are going to see, Joey? Ooh. Michael B. Jordan, I got him playing second.
2: <laughs> come
0: on now, come on now. I got, I got Michael Jordan at first and second. Okay. Wait. So, so uh, what is?
1: What are they doing with the jersey situation? Like their names on the back? What are they doing?
0: Yeah, are, it's just B. Jordan. You got you Jordan, Jordan at first. Or and are then we going like B. Jordan is at second?
1: The or we you could go the JD route and put their full names. Nah, that's too much because then nope. it's going to wrap around the whole number. Yeah, we don't need that. Like yeah.
0: D. Strange Gordon. Um, so, we got Michael Jordan at first. We got Michael B. Jordan at second. Uh, at shortstop, we got Nomar. I'm putting Nomar at short. Got to have my guy at there. He's behind me right now. That made it sound like you're <laughs> yeah, listening.
1: No, he's not, Steve. Steve, Imagine wake up. If Nomar was just
0: behind me watching this whole thing, that would be so weird. Um, Jersey is behind me. Sorry. Yep. And then at third base, I got... <laughs> I got Serena Williams. Oh, dude, I don't hate that. I do not hate that. Tell me Serena wouldn't scoop up everything. Dude,
1: literally, like tennis, as far as like lateral movement goes, there's just not a better sport to pick from. And I I don't I don't know how many other tennis players I could really name.
0: I'm I'm talking hands. I'm talking Mm -hmm. quick reactions, Mm -hmm. fielding the hot rockets there Mm -hmm. that are coming off the bat. Serena Mm -hmm. and they're also you know she's going to be talking trash. Oh, yeah. And she'd be right next to the opposing dugout yapping at him. Serena Williams is at third base. Michael B. Jordan's at second. Michael Jordan at first. Nomar at short. I love that.
1: Wow. Let us know Let us know who has the better infield.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to see these, we'll these post two graphic. graphics next to each other. I already look hilarious yeah. just in my head. I love this. All right. Last one of the day. And then we got our closing thoughts and then we'll get out of here. So much for a clean 40. Uh, this comes in from Emily. If each of you were a player on the Red Sox, what position would you want to play? What would you want your number to be? And what would your walk-up song be the walk-ups? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to, I know you went for, I'll give you a little time on this one. My walk-up song. I've, I've said this before. It would be the motto by Drake and Lil Wayne gets me in the right mentality. Every time I hear it, it's incredible. Um, my position, it would have to be shortstop because I was incredible at that in little league. Uh, that was the last time I was really, really good at baseball. So I would say shortstop, and then my number number one's a little tricky. The number one is tricky because I, actually I'll say number five because the Sox give it out to literally everybody. <laughs> so I'll I'll take my idol's number and go with number five. Uh, so yeah, that's I'm playing short number five. And my walk-up song is The Motto by Drake and Lil Wayne. What do you got? All right.
1: My walk-up is um, You Write by They. Uh, I've told you oh, this before. this, right? Yeah, you yeah, said yeah, that yeah. sounded like a made-up song. It's a real song. It's by They. I've heard it. It's good. It's called You Write. It's very, very cool. It's not at all the right atmosphere for me or the kind of music that I listen to, but I would for sure pick it just because it's so cool and the siren, the way like, Boo! you'd be like, oh, it's him again. This guy who's batting 098. How did he get here? Um, and I, I'd i also like to be, uh, ideally, I'd like to catch. I love catching. I love the idea. I'd like to think that I would be a, a good catcher. Uh, however, um, not not the body for it. And I don't know how often you squat and stand up, Steve. That sh- that's impossible. How yeah. are they doing that? Just over yeah, and over again. Set. Can you imagine squatting for, you know, an hour and a half a day, plus six months out of the year? No more. I, I can't imagine doing that one day. It, it it's crazy. But you know what, dude? I it summer's right around the corner. You know, it's it's booty gains season. So maybe maybe some squats are 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 in the picture for me. Yeah, I'd be a catcher, and then number. Who cares? Because it's not happening. Twenty three. Michael B. Jordan is my favorite second baseman of all time.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the number. The number game is going to be interesting for that. Uh, Joey, we are we are wrapping it up here. Yep. This is the closing thoughts segment. I hope you have a really good one because I have one that I am extremely passionate about. Uh, Here's the deal. Yep. Do you have one, by the way? What's yours? The Alex Cora interview was wonderful. We did it uh, last Wednesday, and went really well. It was I was a little I was a little you know worried going into it where I'm like, all right, I got these Chris Rock tickets for the 10 p.m. show. His first night he's doing a show after the whole incident. Let me preface with this: if you're sick of hearing about the Chris Rock Will Smith thing, fine. I don't blame you. I understand. But anyone that's saying, we got to stop talking about it. Like, everyone's gotten all these takes, uh, yada, yada, yada. Joey, it's been eight days since it happened. The Kanye-Taylor Swift thing still comes up. It's been 4,586 days since that happened. Whoa, is that a real number? I calculated it, yes. September 13th. I thought you really looked it up. September, I did. Oh, you're being serious. September 13th, 2009 was 4,586 days ago. Wow. And that still comes up. So for anyone saying enough, it's been eight days. All right. You can still get some (laughs) thoughts out. And it's only been what? It's only been like five days since I saw this show. Four days, maybe. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. bad at math. So anyway, I see I was looking on that Monday after uh, the incident at the Oscars. I was looking for... Any updates? Because that just, what a wild story. What a wild occasion for Will Smith to do that. Nuts. The whole thing was nuts. And I'm looking for Chris Rock's, like, statement. And I stumble upon, oh, wow, he's going to be at the Wilbur. He's going to be in Boston at the Wilbur. This is nuts. I see ticket prices. Joey, they're very expensive, all right? But sometimes you got to pay a pretty penny to go to the kind of events and get the kind of thing or things that you want. And I'm like, let's just do it. Let's do it. So, I buy the tickets. Very expensive, like I mentioned before. And I'm Can't thinking... We get a, can
1: we get a, a general range here? Are we talking... 500 bucks. Hmm? 500 bucks.
0: Boop. 500 bucks. Boop. Boop. I said it on radio and I immediately regretted it because everyone was like, oh my god, that's way too expensive. Is that Whatever. per I'm just, ticket? No, total, total. $2. Okay. $250 okay. each. Okay. $250 each. All right, that's better. Um, Yeah. My dad was like, you spent what? So, <laughs> <laughs> I see... That that's gonna happen on that Wednesday night. So excited. Go with my girlfriend Elaine. I'm like, let's. This is this is gonna be awesome. We're going into that. Like, this is great. So we finish the Alex Core interview. Immediately get an Uber over there. The line is out the door, around the corner, around another corner. It's nuts. You're about to go in. They give you these like packages that you have to put your phone in, so you can't record anything. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. He's about to go in. Chris Rock comes out after this guy that opened that just, like, ripped everyone to shreds. I don't love those comedians that make fun of everybody. Hey, have you a set, suck. All right? you're, you're ugly. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't come here for you to make fun of me. Like, have a set. Actually be funny. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and he, he banked on swears too much. I don't like those guys either. Chris Rock finally comes out. Place is going nuts. Place is going absolutely insane. Everyone's ready. The anticipation, Joey, is like for a first pitch of a World Series game. Everyone's going nuts and he's like how was your weekend Which, okay that's funny it's like you know i'm still processing everything and i had a whole set planned so i'm just going to tell those jokes when i say the air was sucked out of the room it was like dude this it felt illegal it yeah. felt illegal that he wasn't going to and i'm not saying your whole set i get it you had a set prepared, whatever. I think everyone was giving him these like pity laughs the whole show because uh, we uh, thought yeah. we were gonna get well, something at the end mm-hmm. of the show, and nothing. He just did his whole set, not a single mention of it. Walks, all right, thank you, Boston. Have a good night. Walks off, and I'm I'm furious because like you you just talk about dropping, the, you know, fumbling the whole thing, man. Like yeah, this is comedy comedian gold. You had one of the craziest moments in TV history happen. You were the guy everyone feels bad for, and everyone's on your side. And you have a comedy tour that happens to be coming up two, three days after. And you don't say anything about it.
1: And all of your shows are suddenly sold out. And the tickets are through the roof. The prices Mm -hmm. are nuts.
0: I did not spend that money for, like, C-level Joe Biden jokes, all right? Like, everyone is obviously there for you to talk about the slap. So for him to do an entire set and not talk about that had me so pissed off. I'm still heated. Talking about it now, (laughs) I'm still heated about it. Um, And it's just, it's really, it's, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. So now I'm upset at Chris Rock. I'm upset at Will Smith for even doing the slap. I'm upset at myself for spending all that money.
1: And I'm just upset. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, they had it on the news that afternoon. They were like, Chris Rock is in town. I know. The man who was slapped is staying at the Ritz-Carlton right now. And, like, news cameras outside of the Wilbur. All these people are about to watch Chris Rock talk about what was going through his head when Will Smith got on stage, marched across the stage at him. They had smiles on their faces. He thought they was going to have a little funny thing happen. And then he got smacked on live television. But instead... Nay, I can't imagine that. I would be, I would be mad. I think I would like leave and I would do it loudly. I would have made a scene <laughs> a little have left bit. You would loudly? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have, like yelled that curse rock, but I would have made a scene a little oh, bit.
0: One quick thing. And again, I'm furious about it, whatever. I, this last, I really want to mention it. We move on. Everyone continues to live one of the, if you are a person, if you're listening now, and I can't imagine these people listen to this show because I would not want to associate myself with these people. If you're one of these people that goes to comedy shows and yells stuff out during oh, the set, Louise. get lost, buddy. That is the Kick lowest rocks, of pal. the low. Get lost, pal. There was this dude in the, like, one of the side balconies that was screaming stuff out, like trying, yeah, trying to be the funny guy. Shut up. No one came here to see you. It's and never it's worked. Like, Zero times has an
1: audience up. member ever made people laugh. No. More so than the if professional if anything, comedian. you're
0: just, and, and Chris avoided it. I actually give him credit for that because people were trying mm-hmm. it. you could tell the crowd was antsy. They're like, dude, we didn't just spend a bunch of money to be hearing relationship jokes. Like, right. and I, he's like, I'm single, you know, crazy, <laughs> crazy <laughs> not, being single. He's like crazy being single at this age. I'm like. Tell the Will Smith line. Tell it, you know, what happened? You got hit in the face. Like, come on. So that was all garbage. Mm-hmm. But anyway.
1: Hey, you know, you know what I would have done in that situation, Steve? Yeah. I would have marched on stage and slapped him in the face.
0: <laughs> you just slapped him in the face. Dude, part
1: of me was like, what if someone goes up on the stage? during That this? would have been hilarious. Like, I mean, like, come on. It would have been funny. That would have been it would so have been funny. It, it becomes like a running thing Chris Rock can't go anywhere without getting yeah. slapped.
0: Um, just, 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 yeah, just the shame on like Chris Rock. I'm, I'm embarrassed for you that you took that moment and did nothing with it. That is the dumbest thing I think you can do as a comedian. That mm-hmm. was a potential f- to make this tour legendary. Mm-hmm. Breaking down the whole thing again. I wasn't even asking for a whole set, five to ten minutes, Joe. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. need to be planned. You pro- you're still processing. It's been three days, dude. Yeah, it's not that serious. You got hit in the face. And it was insane. Still processing. You should have had thoughts. So he had. He had thoughts ten seconds later. You can't tell me you're going to have thoughts three days. Anyway, so
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what I will tell you is that really does trump any kind of uh, uh, thought that I, I might have on this week. Uh, no. As as my, my as my two options are about um, t- testing the waters on how people feel about the new the new uh, broadcast booth over there at uh, mm. the Red Sox Television Network. And I also uh, I don't like interacting with with human people. My goodness, going back out in public stinks, dude. The, just the, I went to I went to Walmart today, and I was going to talk about how people people don't. I would love to meet anybody who's listening to this show and wants to say hello. If you're a stranger and hearing the show, which doesn't make any sense to the strangers who are not going to hear this, don't try yeah. to make a joke to me. Don't say oh how about the <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No, no interest in any of that. Dude, I had a guy walk by me today, say a joke, repeat it. And then walk away and look over his shoulder at me, smiling. Like, did, did he hear it? And the whole time I kept looking down, and was like, I'm not, I'm going to pretend I just did not hear you. Um, so the fact that you went out to a comedy club and, uh, you know, around a lot of folks, I do give you credit there because I certainly have no interest in being around people quite yet. That being said, if you see us at opening day at Yankee <laughs> Stadium, come on by and say hello, shake our hands, say what's up. I'm really excited to get out there and, and see people, even more excited for the following week when we go to Fenway Park, uh, be around our people
0: absolutely opening day is coming up we are going to have another episode for you dropping right before opening day and again we got a socks interview on that one as well and it's very good you're not going to want to miss it uh, but that'll do it for episode two that is joey Capone. i am steve perrault we will be back again this week but until then go socks kid Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast.